0: Until recently, the view of late medieval England was that the relationship between different levels of society was antagonistic. As the oppressive feudal system broke down, lords continued to exploit their unfree tenants, using their labour and taking their wealth. Manorial courts, the lowest law courts in England during this time, were thought to be the mechanism used to exploit tenants in order to benefit the lords. Recent scholarship has cast doubt on this viewpoint. LSE's Dr. Spike Gibbs has been looking at historical records of manorial courts to see how power was distributed in local communities throughout England and to see whether courts made life fairer for people. Was this a time beset by power struggles, corruption and lawlessness? If not, how did a system of order prevail? One man's story may provide an answer. Thomas Jenkins lived in Warfield, Shropshire, at the turn of the 15th century. Jenkins was a tenant, but served in a prominent position as a local official, called a reeve, between 1402 and 1404. But it was only once his service had come to an end that questions about his behaviour emerged. In July 1405, the court, comprised of members of the community, asked Jenkins to account for two shillings he had made for selling some pigs that were the property of the Lord. At the same time, an investigation was launched after accusations were made that Jenkins had helped a miller flee from the district, leaving several tenants who had vouched for the miller in the lurch. While he was found not guilty on both fronts, it wasn't long before he was facing another inquisition. Plague had spread through the community during this period. One of Jenkins' duties was to requisition the land and property of those who had perished and return the money to the Lord. Jenkins reported making three shillings and one pence for this work, a figure that some had found troublingly low. Jenkins was brought before the court on suspicion of fraud. And so it proved. Jenkins had embezzled money in multiple schemes beyond his work during the plague. He had issued fines for land transfers without notifying his superiors or giving any of the money to the Lord. He had then attempted to cover up this embezzlement by doctoring the rules of the court, which documented financial transactions. Thomas Jenkins' criminal activities, then, were a problem for both the Lord and the tenants. While the Lord was being defrauded, tenants' land transfers were not officially recorded and were hence invalid. Jenkins's punishment was set at the extremely high sum of 48 shillings and eight pence by the Lord's Council, although his lands were returned to him due to his poverty and perhaps to give him a means to pay the fine. The Manor Court therefore benefited both the Lord and tenants, as it enabled them to expose and punish Jenkins's lawbreaking. Jenkins's case is not unique. Dr. Gibbs's research has unearthed cases throughout England that indicate how manor courts served as tools for tenants and lords to prosecute wrongdoing and provide order. While corruption and exploitation almost certainly did occur, Dr. Gibbs's work suggests a more functional, fair and harmonious system of local governance, at least between lords and the local elites who ran these courts. Rather than lords and tenants perpetually being at each other's throats, manor courts served as a more equitable building block of medieval society.